G'day there, Jess here. Welcome to episode 284 of the Create and Thrive podcast. Today I am doing it. I am addressing the Etsy strike slash boycott and the petition that sort of started it all off. I'm just going to go through the petition and I'm going to be sharing my thoughts on each element of that petition today. Uh, If you want to, you can also go watch this as a video on my YouTube channel over at youtube.com forward slash Jess Van Den. I also have another video coming up later this week where I'm going to be sharing a number of suggestions for your handmade business bookkeeping. If that is something that you feel like you need to get a handle on, Uh, I'm going to be talking about the different methods you can use, different software that I recommend that you can check out. Uh, including one specifically for those of you in the US who have to worry about things like keeping track of inventory and cost of goods sold. So I'm going to be sharing that over on YouTube very soon. I'm also going to be doing a workshop in the Thriver Circle, which is uh, basically a handmade book business bookkeeping for beginners, where I'm just going to kind of break down the elements of that whole thing like what's your income what's your expenses what are your deductibles like what do you need to pay attention to I'm also going to give you a free beginners uh, spreadsheet that you can basically take and use if you uh, aren't at the point where you want or need to use accounting software but you would like something (laughs) that you don't have to figure out for yourself Uh, the members of the circle and those who attend that workshop will get that free download so you can find out more about that uh, over on YouTube if you find that video there'll be a link below that video uh, to find out more about that workshop I would give you the link here but it's really long and you probably won't be able to Uh, type that into a browser (laughs) so uh, go check that out there or just come and join us if you're already a member of the circle head on over to the facebook group uh, and rsvp for the event for that if you're not a member you can join at any time and get access to the monthly live workshops live calls and chats and of course my your year to thrive course which is a year-long course with one lesson a week for 52 weeks that will teach you everything you need to know to start and grow a thriving and profitable handmade business and there's like 40 plus handmade business workshops there ready for you as soon as you join as well and our community where you can uh, get my advice and chat to me every weekday and uh, also chat to the other members of the circle it's a really nice positive uplifting space unlike a lot of the free communities out there that are basically just people venting about things going wrong we like to focus on the positives and what we can do and work together and help each other figure out this handmade business journey together so find out more about that over at thrivercircle.com shout out to all the members of the circle Uh, without you I couldn't afford to do this podcast Uh, if you're a long-time listener you know I don't run ads on the show and I don't have any financial support outside of the support of my students and uh, those who choose to join the circle that is the absolute best way you can financially support the show but also if you can't afford to financially support the show I really appreciate you taking a moment to leave me a five-star rating and a review either on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or on my Facebook page at Create and Thrive on Facebook. You can also leave a review there. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, let's dive in to my thoughts on the current Etsy petition and strike action. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den and I'm here to help you do just that. 
I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010. And since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers, just like you, create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. So many of you have probably heard about the Etsy boycott that is happening this week. And this was prompted by Etsy deciding to increase the transaction fee that we are paying as sellers from 5% to 6.5% as of this week. Now, the petition as of recording right now has 57,766 signatures. So there are definitely a lot of people who are kind of agree with what is in this petition and want Etsy to really think about what sellers are saying here. And the boycott is connected to the petition, basically just a way of trying to get Etsy to pay attention to what people are saying. So today I just wanted to go through the uh, elements in the petition and explain it and share my thoughts on what uh, Christy and the other people who have signed the petition are asking for. Now I've been on Etsy since 2008 and this is far from the first boycott slash petition that I've seen uh, sellers make. Um, there's been you know, ever since I got on the platform, there have been people complaining about certain elements of Etsy. Now, Etsy was started in 2005 by a man called Rob Kalem, who was a maker himself and wanted to create a platform where other makers could sell their work. Uh, by the time I joined the platform in October 2008, it had transitioned and a new CEO was appointed that year. And it started to turn into more of a corporation rather than a small startup scrappy business. Of course, today, Etsy is a public listed company making billions of dollars a year. So what does this petition ask for? So number one, there are actually uh, five demands in the petition. So the first one is cancel the fee increase. So I'm going to quote the petition now. Increasing seller fees by 30% after two years of record sales is nothing short of pandemic profiteering. After the planned increase, our fees as sellers will have more than doubled in less than four years. So this 30% number reflects the fact that the transaction fee, which is only one of the fees we pay, is going from uh, 5% to 6.5%. So we're not paying 30% more fees per se. It's just that that particular fee is going up by 35%, uh, 30%. Okay, so my thoughts on this are, I'm not really bothered by this personally. Frankly, if that amount of fee is enough to worry you, you are not charging enough for your work. And I'll get to a bit more about that later on. Also, what Etsy has promised to do with this fee increase addresses actually points two and three in the petition. They actually are planning on addressing both of those things using this fee increase. Now, of course, we have to take them at their word that that is what they're going to be doing. So the best thing we can do here is hold them to account and keep an eye on it and make sure they are actually working on these elements. What are they? Let's talk about that now. Number two, crack down on resellers. Again, I'll quote the petition. Etsy needs to provide a comprehensive plan for tackling resellers, people who are selling mass-produced goods that they have not even designed themselves on the platform. This plan must be transparent so that sellers can hold Etsy accountable. Agree. Like, um, resellers are a problem on the platform, but they've always been a problem on the platform. Uh, I'm going to link below to an article from October 2008, which is literally the month I joined Etsy 14 or so years ago, that was about this very issue. Uh, resellers have been on the platform and have tried, tried to succeed on Etsy since the beginning. They're not going to go away. Uh, the best thing Etsy can do is keep trying to combat them. 
But with something like 8 million sellers on the platform, it's a pretty hard ask. Uh, what we can do as sellers, obviously, is report people, resellers, when we see them so that Etsy sees this. Uh, the other way around it would be they could do something like Amazon Handmade, where you actually have to apply and be accepted by a real human being. But I can't see them ever doing that because that would severely curtail the amount of sellers that would able be able to sell on the platform. And that would it's just not something I can see them doing really. So again, this is one of the things they promised when they announced that the fee increase, they promised that uh, tackling resellers. So hiring more people to actually look at this and work on this was something that they are going to be doing with that increased revenue. So let's hope that is something they're going to work on. Just as an aside to this, you know, I've never let resellers stop me from selling on the platform. If I did, I wouldn't have a business. <laughs> and, you know, again, I always say this, but if you're selling online, you're always selling and competing with everybody else on the internet. Uh, so ideally, there wouldn't be these people there. They are there. All I can do is focus on my business. I hope Etsy does, you know, as much as they can to get rid of these people on that platform. And that's up to buyers and sellers to help as well with, as I said, by reporting it when we see it. So yes, we can definitely ask Etsy to work harder on this and they should. Okay, number three, again, quoting from the petition, golden support tickets. People are waiting months to appeal uh, computer-made decisions that stop them from accessing their own earnings or running their business entirely. These people should have an automatic fast track through Etsy's infamously slow support system. Etsy can't bill itself as a folksy handmade utopia, while AI bots terrorize sellers whose livelihood depends on reaching buyers on the platform. I agree again that they need to improve their uh, support system again. Coming back to point one, this is something they promised to do with the increased revenue from the fee increase. Etsy is already very well aware that sellers are unhappy about this and have been for a long time. Same with the reseller thing. These are not new problems at all. They're problems that have been around for a long time. And that is, again, why they have said in the fee raising email, why Josh Silverman, the CEO, said that these are some of the things they're going to be focused on improving in the coming months and years. Number four, from the petition. End the Star Seller Program. Passive aggressive efforts to influence seller behavior are counterproductive and result in a worse customer experience. Rather than making us mad at buyers who leave glowing four-star reviews or making us feel that we can no longer offer letter class shipping on items like cards and stickers, Etsy should leave us to individually do the best we can for each and every customer in each and every situation. I think I've already made it clear in my past videos how I feel about the Star Seller program. I'm not a fan. I don't think it's helpful for anybody really. Um, I'll link to those videos below and I'll put a card here as well to uh, my thoughts on the Star Seller program. There are elements of it that I kind of understand, but there are elements of it that I think are not any good for anybody. So I don't, I don't like the Star Seller program. I certainly don't qualify for the Star Seller program because I refuse to change how I do business in order to get this badge that Etsy is pushing on people. So for me, again, I don't like it, but it's not a huge deal. I'm not going to let it affect how I run my business because at this point in time and from what I've figured out by talking to other makers and, and buyers, I don't think it is having much of an impact on sales on the platform at this point in time. 
You've got to also remember Etsy experiments with this sort of stuff regularly. If you haven't been around for a long time, you might not realize that there have been so many things that have come and gone on the Etsy platform since I've been on there uh, that they've trialed, seen if it works, and then they've just quite, kind of quietly dropped it. Uh, does anybody remember the ODR program from a couple of years ago? Sellers hated it. It only lasted for a few months. Etsy then just let go of it and got rid of it because it wasn't helping anybody. And that's a good example of, you know, sellers going, this is ridiculous. It's not helping us. It's not helping the buyers. What is the point of this program? So, you know, maybe the same thing will happen with Star Seller. Who knows? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of businesses innovating and trying new things. I think that's important. I think they need to. But what we all need to realize is sometimes those new things aren't going to work long term and they can be retired. <laughs> okay, so number five from the petition again, let all sellers opt out of offsite ads. We should be in control of which listings to advertise, how much we spend on ads and whether to advertise at all. There should be no level of success that focuses sellers to foot Etsy's advertising costs unless we choose to. That success level being well below the federal poverty line only adds insult to injury. So if you're not sure about this, it's the offsite ads policy whereby uh, you, if you make over 10,000, I believe US dollars in sales uh, each year, you are automatically opted into this program. I won't go into more detail here. If you, if you know what it is, you know what it is. Um, I'll link to a video where I talk about the fees and I go into much more detail if you're curious about that. Do you want to get more sales on Etsy? Etsy is a huge part of my business and the vast majority of my sales come from Etsy search. That means I have to optimize my Etsy SEO or search engine optimization in order to be found. And if you want to be found, you need to do the same. If you'd like some tricks and tips to help you optimize your search engine optimization on Etsy, head on over to createandthrive.com forward slash Etsy SEO and you can download my Etsy SEO cheat sheet, which will teach you all of the tips you need to implement in order to make sure that you're getting your best possible ranking on Etsy search. That's createandthrive.com forward slash Etsy SEO to download that free cheat sheet right now. Again, I somewhat agree with this. Like I'm not personally bothered by being opted into offsite ads, which I am because I make over 10,000 US dollars in the last rolling 365 day period, I think it is. Um, honestly, I'd have them turned on even if I wasn't opted into them because where else can you advertise and only pay a small portion, by the way, of the cost of those ads if you sell something? I literally, I can't think of anywhere else that I could spend this tiny, tiny amount on advertising that I end up spending uh, on it relative to how often my stuff is probably shown to potential customers. So for me, I actually think it's really, really good value, this program, um, because I don't spend advertising money elsewhere. Now, that is the thing. I don't spend my money advertising my goods elsewhere. I do understand that for people who do, this is a problem for them because they're sort of competing with themselves. So Etsy's forcing them to, you know, be part of this program, but they're also advertising their own, maybe their own website over Etsy, or maybe even they're advertising their Etsy shop uh, and they're paying for these ads separately. And those two ads are kind of competing with each other. So I can see why people in that uh, circumstance would prefer to opt out of this program 
program so that they're not kind of double paying basically. Now as to the claim, and I've seen a few people say this over the last few days on my uh, posts about the fee increase, 12% or 15%, depending on which level you're in, of your sale price is actually not a lot. (laughs) Okay, so let me break this down briefly for you. I go into the exact reason behind why I say this and uh, um, pricing strategy in my handmade pricing formula video, which again, I'll put a card and a link to. I'm not going to go into detail because I cover it in that, but briefly, you should be selling everything at retail price in your Etsy shop. So you've got two parts to your price. You've got your wholesale price, which is what you would sell. If you were selling your item to a shop or a gallery or something like that, that is the price that that shop or gallery would pay for your item. Then you have your retail price, which is double generally the wholesale price. Okay. You should be selling on Etsy at that retail price. Why? The wholesale price should be enough to pay you for your work, the time you made the product, the materials that went into the product, the overheads, like buying tools and things like that, that go into it and a small profit. Then your retail part of your price, you're paying yourself to market the product. Because if you were selling this item at wholesale to a shop, what you're doing, why you're giving it to them at half price at a discount is because they then mark it up and the markup, the retail price is how they make their money. That's how they get paid for the overheads of their shop, how they get paid for staff costs, how they actually, you know, get paid to market the item. So when you sell online, you're paying yourself with this retail part of the price to be your own salesperson. That is where marketing costs should come out of. Okay, so she should be up, you should be making a profit even on this wholesale price. So this extra retail price, that's where the advertising money is coming out of. Okay, and that's where your Etsy fees are coming out of because that's what you're paying to sell the item. That's where you're paying yourself for the time you spend on Instagram marketing your item. Okay, so this is where that 12% or 15% should be coming out of. And of course, it doesn't come out of all your sales, it only comes out of the sales that come directly from advertising. So it's actually a small portion of your sales anyway. So long story short, it shouldn't be too much because you should have done your pricing properly so that you can afford to pay that. Yes, you're earning less for those sales, obviously. And that's always annoying. Who likes to earn less money? But it shouldn't be so little that you're actually losing money because if that's the case, you need to redo your pricing. And This is a huge thing that I just want to reiterate. Underpricing hurts us all. If you are underpricing your goods, you're not only hurting yourself, you're hurting everyone else in the industry. Everybody who underprices hurts the industry as a whole because it devalues our work and it devalues what we're doing as a whole. And then customers expect cheaper prices. I really want everybody to start charging what their work is worth. And the more people that do that, the more that handmade will be treated as something special which it is the why do people buy handmade because it's different it's special they're buying direct from the person they're getting personalized service this is not what they're getting from big box stores and this is why you cannot compete with those big box stores because you're not offering the same service or the same sort of product Okay, I'll get off my soapbox about that now but that is just a misunderstanding of pricing that frustrates me and I wish people would just do better by themselves and increase their prices so that everybody wins. 
Okay, so that is the petition in a nutshell. Uh, as you can see, you know, I'm broadly supportive of a lot of uh, what they're talking about in the petition, but I also just wanted to cover the nuance of the situation. You know, everybody has to make their own choices about what they're willing to live with, I guess. You know, when we're running a business, we're participating in capitalism. You know, that's what we're doing. And we have to make decisions about who we do business with and who we don't do business with. Uh, for me, Etsy is the best choice. Uh, it's not the only choice. I also run my own website, which is based on WordPress. Other people run their websites on Shopify. Other people sell on Amazon or Facebook. And, you know, we all have to make decisions about what platforms we're willing to do business with and what platforms we're willing to help make money. I don't personally sell on Amazon because I'd prefer not to be part of the Amazon uh, corporation. Okay. Uh, I don't, I, you know, I buy some things from Amazon. My Kindle Unlimited is a great example, but I try not to buy other things from Amazon because I'm not a big fan of their corporate practices. So, you know, for you, this might be enough to go, you know, I'm not a big fan of these things that Etsy's doing and therefore I don't want to be part of the platform. For me, Etsy's been really good to me. It's been an excellent place. It still is. I make a lot of my, my living. This is my living. This is my livelihood, me and my husband. You know, our, our handmade business and our teaching business is the only income we have. So I have to decide what's best for for us and everybody has to make that decision themselves. You know, I, I see people you know, we all have to decide, like, do we love what Facebook does? Do we love what Instagram does? Do we love what Amazon does? If you're choosing to be on those platforms, but then boycotting Etsy because you don't like their corporate citizenship, well, I mean, what's the best option? <laughs> and only you can decide what the best option is for you. Everybody's business is different. Everybody's situation is different. And everybody has to make the right decision for themselves. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope it helped you get a little bit of clarity around the petition, the boycott and the history behind all of these elements as well. I appreciate your support. I appreciate you listening to the show and I hope it helps you in your journey to have a thriving and profitable handmade business. I'll be back again soon with another episode. I have a great interview coming up for you in the next episode. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already so you don't miss that one. I'll catch you soon. Bye for now.